Energy Captains. This is the uh, our podcast here where we're here with Jill Beckman, uh, the social media coordinator for the Buccaneers. How are you? We're, we're doing well. More importantly, how are you doing? I mean, you know, it's just a pandemic and, you know, you're capturing content with Tom Brady, everything you expected this year. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's just going as planned. So <laughs> it's crazy, crazy time. Tell us what your life is like now. It is, what is my life like now? Like absolutely insane. Um, like during train camp, I had to get tested every single day. So that was, at least it wasn't the test that goes all the way up your nose like that. That would have been awful. It's, it's an easy test, but like, obviously wasn't expecting that. That's not a normal thing for training camp this time of year. And it's kind of just, you know, now we're preparing for the season. I'm just excited that it's actually starting because no one knew, you know, like even a couple weeks ago, what was going to happen. So it's just, um, yeah, it's just, it's an exciting time. Mm. Yeah. That's completely crazy. So you walk in basically to the facility and is there a checkpoint where you have to stop and get tested and do they know the results right away? It's interesting. So um, we actually have a testing trailer um, outside of the facility um, and it's so you basically go and then you don't get the results back for like either until either that night or the next day. So it's not immediate. I think they're looking um, to switch over to one that's more immediate, like within 15 minutes um, or something I saw, but it's, yeah. So um, they take your temperature when you walk in, you have to fill out like a daily survey um, about symptoms and making sure that you haven't had any symptoms or none of your family members had symptoms. Um, and then and you get your test and you wear a um, contact tracing chip. So yeah. So if, um, if you know, God forbid, someone were to test positive, they could go back and see everyone that person came in contact with the previous day. It's Wow. It's so crazy. you're on like football house arrest. Yeah, basically. <laughs> wow. So where do you, so where do you have to wear your chip? Is it like if you go grab food, you have to have it on you? It's just in the building. Oh, okay. Just in the building. So, um, yeah. So out at the practice field, around the building, and, and of course, everyone's social distancing, wearing masks. So just taking like all the precautions possible. And it seems to be working really well, knock on wood, but the um, positive rate is very low across the, the league. And um, so that's really nice to see. Well, I think you might be the only person in Tampa who actually gets to see Tom Brady in person because I keep saying that I feel like I'm in um, an Alanis Morissette song, like ironic, because we have the Super Bowl here. We have, you know, the top players. We have Tom Brady and no one's going to get to see him except you. Oh, my gosh. It's crazy. Just, you know, like seeing him around the building every day and and like you're Tom Brady and you're here. And uh, it's 2020 is crazy. I just I may not have said it, but he's definitely like in your Jill Beckman because he sees all the content that goes out. And so don't underestimate what a superstar you are. Like he's probably building up the courage to come and talk to you and ask you, okay, tell me your story. What's your name? Because you're making him look really good. (laughs) I doubt he's asking those things, but but that's very nice of you, Whitney. (laughs) So what would your response be if Tom was like, hey, Jill, Tell me about yourself. Like, what what is life like? Like, what, what would your response be? I, I mean, I would say my job is to cover you. <laughs> my job. 
my job revolves around you, Tom Brady, this year, in 2020. Um, but it's it's crazy because he just like seems like a normal guy like you look at him as you know the goat like this you know kind of like huge figure which he is and then but he's actually just so nice and always says hello and um just very nice to everyone around the building which is good to see and I think he kind of likes the new atmosphere I think like with Gronk too they kind of um it's just exciting it's kind of like it's like, oh, you know, like first day of school, like with my new teammates and um, it kind of it's like a new exciting thing for them. And you can tell like every day at practice. And and I mean, Brady just seen everyone just seems like in a really great mood, which is good to see. And I, I hope that translates over to the games. And Jill, you know, obviously we want to hear your story of how you ended up in Tampa, but um, I was born and raised here, and I always say I feel like Tampa is the best kept secret as all the amenities of the big city, but small enough that everything is 10 minutes, you have beautiful scenery everywhere, really nice people, um, it's it's sort of uh, a utopia in, in kind of the perfect city, and I think, uh, you know, Cam's heard me say it a bunch of times when he was playing, I was like, you are going to stay here. You are going to die here. And now he has a house here. So um, you, we're kind of, you know, this Tampa cult. And it seems like maybe Tom is catching on to that too. So tell us a little bit about um, how you ended up down here in Tampa and sort of your feelings, uh, not growing up here, but now living here. I love Tampa. I mean, I totally agree with you. Tampa is so underrated. Um, but I think it's an amazing city. And you do see like a lot of even a lot of the Bucks players who come here, like end up staying here permanently or keeping a house here. Yeah. Just, just like him. And it's um, yeah, it's a great kept secret. And I think, um, so I got down here because of when I landed uh, my internship with the Bucks in 2018, um, two years ago. And it actually worked out perfectly because my dad got a new job in Tampa the same week I got my internship. And yes, yeah, so we're all from New Jersey and my parents were looking to move to Florida. Anyway, we have a lot of family down here. My sister lives in Orlando. My whole dad's side of the family has moved to Florida over the years. And so they were looking anyway and it like worked out perfectly. So I lived with them the first year and then and they're still here in Tampa and it's kind of like this is our new home so I mean I love it here and I got I got hired on full-time after my internship and it kind of just worked out perfectly mm, yeah and I know too there's a lot of a lot of exciting things going on here and you know your love life as well I know I always see your social media you are the uh, social media coordinator for the Buccaneers right but your love life on your social media what is that like being out here in Tampa Good, good. I mean, Cam, you're the one who always tells me, like, make sure you're, um, like, hyping up your own personal brand, and that's always important. Like, you know, like, you are a football player, but you have a life outside of that, and you said, like, same thing for me. Like, you know, you have, like, an amazing dream job, and also, like, but you have your life outside of that, too, and to, like, hype that up, too. And I think um, Tampa's just the best city and especially I mean it's it's very hot outside right now but especially in the winter like I'm, I'm from up north so I'm still getting used to it even after like a couple summers here but I mean I mean I'm obsessed with Florida like in the winter it's gorgeous and not having to deal with snow anymore is amazing um but I mean I just love it here that's so amazing to hear and um we're we feel so grateful it's kind of like fate that you ended up here and 
Um, you know, I think one thing, you know, in my own experience going about the sports industry is that you can put out your best work, you can be the best person, but sometimes you don't always vibe with certain people or people in certain positions don't make you feel as valuable as you should be made to feel. And I think, you know, I speak for Cam and I when I say like, you are our Tampa family, like we know what a superstar you are and we always have your back and are always here to support you and just want you to keep that in mind as you, you know, have different stops in your career. If there are other people who don't treat you the way that you should be treated often, it has something to do with them. And I hope that you'll always think of Cam and I as, as people who, you know, know how amazing and great you are and we are here to support you no matter what throughout this journey. And it just goes a little bit back to what Cam is saying, that is you really need those people in your life who are like family who support you personally and professionally, you really can't separate the two. Yeah, totally. And thank you so much, Whitney. I appreciate it. And both of you are some of the nicest, most genuine people. I know I'm serious. And, um, and I'm sure all the people, the people listening who know you guys know that like you would do, you would drop everything for anyone that is in your life. And so I really appreciate that. And I'm grateful to have you guys here in Tampa too. That's love, Jill. That's love. So, and, and two, you know, there are some things, um, you know, for Jill, I, 2018, you got to the Buccaneers, and a lot of things has changed since then, right? I know you mentioned uh, people are a lot more happy now, right? So, um, can you describe what things are feeling like leading into week one and what the season's going to look like? How, how are you feeling? What are, what are your thoughts? And just quickly, Cam, did you and Jill overlap at all at the Bucks? Were you guys employed at the same time? Yep. Yeah, so during my internship, right, the 2018 season, and then, so when did you retire? So I retired, uh, I, so my last season was that season, so That's I think me. you and I had that one season together, and then I retired this year. <laughs> right, this year, yeah. So, um, yeah, so, I, yeah, it was that one season, but, um, and I wasn't, like, around the team as much during my internship, because a uh, bigger focus was on, like, the digital side, like, running the website, and it was more, like, I was at my desk, and now I'm more, like, out on the field, and um, with the team and everything, um, but, but, I mean, yeah, so the vibe going into this season is just, like, absolutely, like, insane. It's, everyone's hyped up, and so now you're just, like, praying that the team lives up to the hype and it's just it's so exciting because just all the pieces have finally come together I think and so the vibe is great you know from the fans from everyone in the building and it's it's like the most exciting time since I've been at the Bucks and um, it was a crazy off season we basically didn't even have an off season because it was so busy but but so much fun like the most fun I've had in my career so far so I'm just I'm just so hyped for football to be back in general like to just like watch football you know this week and and that is just so much fun. Does all the pressure from all eyes being on the Bucks and especially their social channels being the front lines does that make you nervous and especially trying to capture content this year maybe standing back a little bit and then how do you sort of, you know, with everything going on, Brady and coronavirus, like, feel like for you, you kind of put a strategy in place to really knock it out of the park this year? Yeah, I mean, I think, I think as far as like for my job and, you know, like my whole department, the whole like creative and social team at the Bucks, we're just excited for this year because in the past, like all eyes weren't on us. And, um, and we, I really do think we have some of the most talented people 
working on our, um, like in our creative team, as far as like video producers, photographers, graphic designers, like across the league and just, you know, in sports in general. So for everyone's work to be showcased on a national level is really nice because that's not something we had in the past. So I think, yeah, not just like for me, but for all of us, we're kind of just like soaking it all in. And I think it's not really, I think like we were already at that level before. So I don't think there's any extra like pressure. It's just now like, Oh, like our work is actually getting noticed now, which is, which is really nice. And it's nice to have, you know, the attention on us. Um, and like a couple of my tweets from the Bucks accounts from the Bucks account ended up like on NFL network, like on good morning football, like every couple of days I'll get a new one. Like my like dad would send me a picture of the TV screen, like, Oh, you're, here's your tweet. And I'm like that, that's really cool. So so fulfilling and at such a young age too you should be super proud of yourself i have to say personally i think my favorite content on the internet right now is when like sports center is showing a tom brady clip and you're in the background like almost getting hit by a football or you're like there's me at 146 you know it's like these huge clips about brady all over the news and then you can spot yourself in the background like i'm like get tom out of the way where's jill (laughs) yeah it's it's really funny because um so like my parents will watch, you know, good morning football morning or, you know, just NFL network. And they're always saying they're like, there you are in the background, like, or you almost got hit and stuff. And I'm just like, it's, it's actually like really funny, like seeing yourself on TV. And I'm like, I'm like over here and like sweats, like my hair up, like, you know, it's like a million degrees, like looking awful. Here I am on TV. It's just, it's funny though. <laughs> Wow. And Jill, how do you prepare for moments like this, right? Like, what do you do in your everyday? Like, for me, I meditate, right? I do my yoga. Like, how do you prepare for big moments and knowing that what it, what you're, whatever you're going to do is going to be seen on a national stage? I think Jill was born a superstar. It's just, you know, <laughs> oh, my gosh. No, that's that's you guys. But I actually do the same things. I meditate every day, um, do my yoga. I'm trying to you know, it was hard during training camp to make time for like working out and, and yoga and stuff. I actually just like, like got out my yoga mat uh, the other day and I'm like, no, I'm doing this like in my apartment, even if I only have like 10 minutes. And I think just like preparing yourself mentally and taking the time to kind of, you know, to be quiet for a few minutes, like when you have this much chaos and you're like, not only, I mean, just like with work is insane, but you're in the middle of a pandemic you know, everything that's going on in our, in our country right now, all the crazy, you know, stresses of everyday life that now everyone has to deal with. And then on top of work being insane, it's really nice to sometimes, you know, be able to separate that and kind of um, like take a step back. And that actually like helps me when like, I do have those more like chaotic moments and, you know, being, being mentally prepared for that. And I think, I think that's something everyone should kind of, you know, incorporate into the, into their daily routines with, you know, take a few minutes for meditation or just, you know, some like quiet time, do something you like. And, um, cause in this job, especially it's kind of, um, you know, it's very time consuming, especially this time of year. Um, you know, like half the year you're kind of, you know, like on call 24 seven and it's, it's really important to be able to, um, separate yourself from that and kind of be like, okay, I'm going to, you know, clock out for the night, you know, at this time and, um, and, you know, do something for myself. And so I think that's really important too. So I'd say that's like the biggest way that I um, like mentally prepare is by stepping away from it sometimes. 
I think that's really, really good advice. Um, and I know with, from my time at MLB, social media, there's really no off time. I mean, you have to be available at all times whenever news breaks. I mean, there's so many parts of the team now to cover and that can really weigh on your mental well-being. And I think one thing that Cam and I always talk about is not to be afraid to stand up for what you need for yourself because people are always, people will do what you allow them to do. And if you respond right away, they're going to be happy with that and that's what they're going to expect. But also, if you respond in an hour, that's also going to be okay. And they just want to hear back from you whenever you can respond. So sometimes Cam and I, I'll say, hey, you know, I really, for me, if I don't work out in the mornings, it's not going to get done. And I really need to do that. This is one thing for me I have to do every day. So we talk about scheduling meetings starting at noon and after. And that was just an open conversation we had where I said, this is what I need. And I think Cam actually feels the same way. And so we found something that but we kind of looked out for each other's, um, you know, like we talked about personalized and what you need for yourself. So I would encourage you throughout your career to keep standing up for what you need to do because you're such a rock star. People are going to want you at all times and it's never going to be detrimental. But if you don't take care of yourself, you're going to be giving to everyone else and you're going to be sort of running on empty. Yeah, exactly. And I think like when I arrived at the Bucks, I had uh, a manager who who really like instilled that in me. It was um, because that's how he was too. And there'd be like a certain point in the night when it was like, all right, now it's, you know, no more notifications and like, and that's okay. And, um, and yeah, I think, um, because like you said, like if you don't make, you have to make the boundaries for yourself or there will be none because, you know, no one else is going to do that for you. And yeah, so I think it's, it's just super important. Um, and like, especially, especially in this field where it's like 24 seven, like sports news happens at all times of the day. And it just, you just can't be on your phone 24 seven. And it's just like, not going to be good for your mental health. So. Mm-hmm. No, amen to that. And speaking about the mental health, right. And everything that's been going on with the social injustices, right. Not only do you have Tom Brady in uh, a crazy off season, but you also have the social injustices happening, right. And I spoke about this earlier, but really it's on the media to kind of push, not kind of, to really push what's going on, right, on the behalf of the players. So how do you compartmentalize the, you know, two of, the, two of those things? Because for me, that's all I do now. I speak about, you know, the social injustices and push that out. But how do you compartmentalize? Okay, you have Brady, you have this. How do you do that? I know. Yeah, it's so much going on right now. But um, that has to be a priority, you know, and um, and I just listened to your last podcast, uh, both of you, and I was, you guys are just like so knowledgeable and have great like perspectives, and um, and I just, I, I just love that about the both of you, but um, but yeah, so going into the season, um, there will be you know certain initiatives that the players are going to be taking, the league, the teams. Um, we just launched um, a whole like Bucks vote campaign where we'll be encouraging people to vote, you know, um, throughout the next couple months and the players are getting involved and, um, and just being able to, you know, like use this platform for good and to, um, I think it's going to be really important. I think you'll see some messages like painted in the end zones for um, as far as, you know, the social injustices and Black Lives Matter and, um, and all of these different things that were you know, fighting for, um, I think it's going to be a really great thing that the players are going to be able to share their messages, whether it's on like a t-shirt when they're coming in for arrival at the stadium, different things like that, that you're going to see. So I think it's really important that, you know, the players use their platforms and, and we basically, my job is just going to be to promote that and get the message out there that, 
the players um, that the, you know, what the message that they're promoting, it's going to be, you know, our job to, all right, now let's, you know, post a photo of this, get their message out there and really um, like support our players. And Cam, I know that you were on the team too um, when Kaepernick took a knee and we had obviously discussions in the episode Joe was talking about, you know, where you were at times sort of worried for your life, but whether it's the social injustices, which he's going to have to cover this season, um, all the way up into the football action, what did you as a player wish that um, was captured about you on social media? Like, what did you love seeing? And what, like, do you have any advice for someone in Jill's position about um, what to showcase um, that the players really love to see? Yeah, I think players, we, you know, Kyle Zadacker, the photographer, I mean, we love Kyle, right? And I was, we were like this because I knew he was going to take some fire pictures. Um, but, but advice that I would give is really um, like a case study, like really, you know, know which guy and what they want, each guy and what they want. Uh, for me, you know, I wanted my own show when I was at the Buccaneers. So I was kind of in you all's face, like, hey, let me do this, let me do this. Um, but I think for you, it would be really great. Um, if you just kind of like have those conversations with the guys, like, hey, you know, are there is there anything that you're doing? Um, are you doing anything cool this week? Like, let's let's really plan this out because a lot of times, you know, when it comes to the shirts and whatnot, right? We we, we take care of that at the house. So we have our partner. Hey, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? And I'm going to reveal it. But a lot of times when that reveal comes, the camera's not there, right? So really having that plan with the guys and, and letting them know, hey, I got your back. Whatever you want to do, I got you. So really having that that type of uh, relationship would be beneficial, I think. Yeah, I love that. And that's, that's really good hearing from you. And yeah, I think a big part of um, my job that I want to like emphasize um, more so like this year than ever is just sharing the player's stories. Like what, what can we do? Cause that's a huge part of my job. You know, I'm here to share the player's stories, not only cover them on the field, but off of it too. And I think that's a really important thing to um, just have those conversations, like you said. And um, yeah, that's, I think that's, it's great to hear from you. Cause that's what I had in my mind also. And, and I know some guys won't be interested in, you know, uh, broadcasting, you know, what, what's going on in their lives, but some guys really do want um, people to know and they want to have a platform and they want the team's help in getting that message out there. So. And definitely. I think also I've noticed there are a lot of guys, you know, they, they're only used to playing football their whole lives. So they have an interest in a social media takeover or to m maybe create their own show, but they don't really know how to approach you and ask. And so maybe that's something you're able to be proactive about and say, Hey, these are some opportunities or game day opportunities that we're doing where it gives you guys a chance to get some real world experience to put on your resume, some media and marketing experience for those who are interested. So like raise your hand and you might be surprised at, um, you know, people who um, stand up and say, hey, I'd love to try. And if, if you hadn't approached them, they wouldn't have uh, thought to bring it up to you otherwise. Exactly. I love that. And yeah, one of our players is actually like in the works of getting his own like YouTube show started up. And, and I, I love some of the um, personalities on our team now, like especially some of the rookies from last year, like Devin and Sean Murphy Bunting and some of those guys who are like really like, um, you know, have like big personalities and it's like kind of, you know, it just makes my job easy because we just, you know, can work together in that way. And um, something that was really fun was um, the camp camp throughout training camp. Not sure if you guys saw, but so we would have um, like an easel set up every day with a GoPro on top and just like would put a prompt on there. And it was really interesting to see who would interact with it, who maybe I thought like kind of assume 
um, certain guys like didn't want the media attention, but then they would go interact with it. I'm like, oh, okay. Like it was actually really interesting for me to see um, because that way I didn't have to go bug anyone to like, you know, do a shout out or do something like that. Like they could, you know, interact if they wanted to. And if they didn't, you know, if they had a bad day of practice, whatever, they weren't in the mood, they could make that decision on their own. So I thought that was really great. And it's, it's just harder this year than um, ever before because of all the um, restrictions we have. So it's not a lot of like, you know, just going up to guys and like talking and stuff, you know, with, you know, the social distancing and, and everything that's in place. It's, it's definitely more difficult now, but that's why we have to find those different ways, like, you know, the camp cam and other ways to um, capture content and capture those personalities um, to get them out there when we don't have the access that we normally have. Yeah, you're very much a pioneer because no one has done coronavirus covering a sports team from a social media perspective. So what are some of those restrictions and what are the workarounds that you found? And I guess the good news is at least you have both Tom Brady and Devin White riding his horse. So, I mean, you can't ask for better content than that combo. I know. Oh, my gosh. It's amazing. Um, yeah, I think it's it's just so different. So um, we have tiers for all the um, employees on the business staff. And it's so, like all the players and coaches are in tier one. And then um, I was one of the few lucky uh, people from our um, digital staff to be in tier two, which has all the same access as the players and coaches. Um, so we were only allowed to get a few, um, a few content people uh, in that tier. And so um, everyone else had to be from a distance or couldn't go to practice at all. Um, even like the media, the outside media coming in was in a tier, which means like you have to get tested. Um, so like tier two is testing every day and then tier three um, is testing once a week. And so now during the season, I'm kind of like switching back and forth because you only have a certain number of spots in each tier. And it's just and it's just something that it's just another like added thing that we like never had to deal with in the past, obviously. So, and it's changing constantly, like week to week. And, um, and like, so as of now, I'm not traveling this season because they cut down the travel parties from 110 people to 70 people. Wow. And so they're just trying to get all the coaches, you know, we have the biggest coaching staff in the league, I believe. Um, we're just trying to get all the coaches to be able to go like to away games. And it's just, it's, you know, crazy time. So you really have to think outside the box. And I think, um, that was something we really had to do this off season, um, you know, coming up with things like camp cam and then we're now coming up with those different ideas for game days. Cause I'm not going to be at arrivals, you know, the team arrival, I'm not going to be allowed on the field pregame like I normally was because it's just all so limited now to keep like as many people away from the players as possible um, to keep them safe. And so we can have a full football season they're just putting all these precautions in place. So it really makes you think outside the box, but I think it's good because then when things are back to normal and we don't have these challenges, I feel like the content will be even that much better because it'll just come so much um, easier to us, you know? Sure. And this, this season, I think will surprise you that it will for force you to be innovative and to create opportunities because of how you're pigeonholed that maybe wouldn't have come up otherwise. So I think only time will tell, but there will probably be a number of, silver linings. And I just hope that um, you're writing all this down so that when you write your book one day, you'll remember all the anecdotes. <laughs> Winnie, your book is my favorite, by the way. It's, it was, it was so good. Um, 
It was so good. So many great stories. I love the Super Bowl story. That was that was such an interesting. I just feel like I have like so many questions to ask you after reading that. Like like you're just so um, like thoughtful with you know your words and your stories and how you approach different situations. Like I just look up to you so much and loved your book. So I just want to tell you that. Thank you. That really means a lot. And I think that <clears throat> I was only able to write it because. I went through and still go through a number of hard times. Like I didn't want anyone to read it and be like, oh, life is all rainbows and butterflies and things go great. I think it wasn't until I was on the other side that I could look back and learn those perspectives. And I think one thing, like when you are someone who's such a superstar, like you and Cam and you're, um, you know, at such a high caliber, there's not a lot of other people around you who are similar. And so when you talk to people, I mean, their advice matters and they, they are looking out for you, but people don't see the world the same way as you do and that's what got you to this position and I just really wanted people to stop feeling like okay because people said x y and z about how I'm supposed to find a job or what it's supposed to be like in a relationship that I should follow that because that's what everyone else is doing I just wanted people to know it works out the best when you have the courage to kind of chase your own dreams and what you're meant for and also just in general that, you know, in your gut, you know what is best for you and you know when you're settling or you're maybe not telling yourself the truth about, okay, you're, you're convincing yourself something is great, but it's really not great enough. And I just hope that it gives people sort of that bravery to say, look, this is my life. I know what's best for me and I'm going to go after it because for both of you, I wouldn't want anything less for either of your lives. Thank you. And yeah, I feel like some... I hate seeing like other people like feeling stuck and I'm like, you have like the option, like you have free will to go out and make a change and, and do what you want. And some people like think they can, or they won't speak up about certain things. So I just, I feel like it's really important to always, you know, like speak your truth um, to not like not hide anything. And if there's something you don't like at work or in relationships, just, you know, speak up about it. And I feel like um, just like leading with like a positive mindset, like you talked about a lot is, like super helpful. And I loved all the parts with Cam too. Now you helped with his house. And like, I thought that was so funny. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. The night that um, they called me and said the toilet was leaking. And if they didn't stop it, that his, his, and he was going to come back and his entire house would be flooded. I'm like, I uh, literally said to the guy, I work in marketing. Whatever <laughs> you do is probably closer to knowing how to turn off this toilet that you know compared to compared to what I know so like please just keep turning things until you find a way but I was like how am I gonna tell Cam he put me in charge of this and I flooded his entire house <laughs> yeah wow and I'm glad you highlighted that too and uh the you you are the only you book that you wrote Whitney you are the um, first you Cam huh it's called you are the first you are oh, you sorry you're the first you <laughs> sorry you're the first you I love how you highlighted that in that book um because number one like I was I was I was away. We were playing Tennessee right uh, preseason, um, and so I'm like, okay, I, I'm undrafted. You know what I mean? So a lot of times, undrafted guys are bubble guys. So we can get cut. We can do X, Y, and Z. So I have this stress of my house about to flood. You know what I mean? And thankfully, Whitney Whitney came in and saved the day. Right? She saved the day. The, the painter that was in there, they were going back and forth, and Whitney's like, hey, like you got to do this because <laughs> I, I'm not going to. So I, I'm, I'm truly thankful for Whitney. And, and going to the book, right, um, you were the first you. I apologize for that, Whitney. Uh, I took okay. notes and all that. Uh, I'm ready for, uh, for your book tour so I can ask you a lot of questions. Um, you know, a lot of times in your book you mentioned just the struggle of being a woman in sports, right? And, and Jill, 
Um, you also mentioned earlier about how the, the coaching staff at the Buccaneers and there are women uh, on the coaching staff there. So can you kind of just describe like the, the power of women in sports right now and how things are changing? Yeah, definitely. And I am really thankful because, um, yeah, so we do have two, two women on our coaching staff full time. Um, I think, I think Bruce Arians is so great for always like being a champion for uh, women and just like diversity in general. And we have all minority uh, coordinators. I think that's great. And then on the business side, um, we, I, at one point last year, we, so we had 60% of our VPs on the business side were women. I think it's, it's around there, around 50% or something now, which is, which is like pretty much um, like unheard of, I feel like for an NFL team, but I think I just feel like it's a really nice place to be for me because I feel like, you know, I do feel like it's a great organization and I'm, um, you know, like appreciated there. And I'm not just saying that because I work there. Like, I honestly do feel that. And um, I think it's really nice seeing, you know, the uh, female coaches because it's just become normal to me. Like for some people, you know, that's not that's not normal. Like they if, you know, someone comes from a different team to the Bucks and like, they're not used to seeing that, but now it's, I think that's the whole thing, you know, they're qualified, they deserve to be there. And now that's something that's becoming normal to me. And um, so during training camp, um, all like everything in the building got moved around, but my desk was like right near coach low locust. And um, so we would talk all the time and it's, I would just get to like, she's just so knowledgeable. I would get to, you know, like pick her brain about certain things. And um, you know, like during the time, this time when college football is kind of like some conferences are starting up, some not, um, you know, like I went to a big 10 school. So I'm just like always thinking about, you know, is Penn state going to play this season, all this, all this stuff. And like, so I would ask her questions and it would just be like so great to, you know, like to hear from her and be able to relate to her when maybe I wouldn't like feel as comfortable going up to uh, like a male coach because I'm, you know, like I would just feel more, you know, comfortable, like, um, you know, talking to like a woman in this space and like her desk was right, like outside of where I was standing and everything. And I just think that's really good to be able to um, relate to like different people on that level. And just to see, just to see someone who's like you in a spot that like you grew up, like not seeing any female coaches. And so I just think, I think it's awesome. I just think it's great that it's um, kind of like normal for me now. Um, and I just like wish that for everybody because there's so many women who are qualified to be in these positions and we just need to like give them an opportunity. Yeah, I think representation helps validate your own position. You, um, you know, need different kinds of people for different things. And there are things that female coaches could help out with and understand better than the male coaches. And with that diversity, then everyone kind of feels like they have a place to go and someone to look up to. And I think, um, you know, when we were talking about the house stuff, you know, you were hired in this position because of the superstar that you are. And I just, you know, want to remind you to never be afraid to sort of use your voice like you were hired because you're you and never be afraid to be that person. I mean, Cam and I were talking right before we hopped on about how oftentimes in us working together, I have to say things maybe he wouldn't like or say, turn down this opportunity because it's not a fit for the brand he's building. And it can be really hard in my position for me to say, turn this down, don't work with this person, you know, and where on the surface, it looks like I'm prohibiting him from an opportunity. But we just had a whole chat 
that about how you have to build your brand the right way and you have to stick to the person you are authentically and you can't ju just jump at something, um, you know, because it's, you know, sort of money on the table or it seems cool in the moment that I'm here to sometimes be a gatekeeper and a bad guy. And I think that can sometimes be challenging. And as from one woman in the industry to another, I would just say, like, don't be afraid to trust your gut and speak up for what you know is best because it will always pay off in the long run. Yeah, thank you. And I, I definitely do. Um, you know, like even having hard conversations when it's, you know, it's not the easy thing to do to be easier, just not say anything, it, you know, things like that. And just, just in the normal, you know, day to day, um, just like being able to speak up, like, I'm not like a, like, I don't like confronting people and things like that. But like, you just have to sometimes in, in a nice way, of course, but you just have to speak up and, um, and, and I think, yeah, that's great. And, and um, what you're saying about Cam, like, it's, it's nice for him to, you know, because, like, you know, he, he's so nice. He, I know he wants to say yes to everybody. <laughs> but like, I think that's, it's great, because, um, because you've been in this industry for a while, Whitney, and so you're able to give him advice that, um, like, he wouldn't have known otherwise and, and vice versa like cam you're able to share wisdom uh with whitney and you know with me that um that we would have never thought of from maybe a player's perspective or you know um things like that so i think it's just great to like be able to lean on each other and, and learn things from one another yeah and the moment that really stood out to me the most i think was whitney when we were preparing to start the podcast and we were going through, some, you know, we're going through a conversation with, with a group of people and we were emailing back and forth, um, Jill, and these people said some nasty things to Whitney in the email. And I'm like, what, 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 what are we doing? Like, what are y'all doing? Right. What are you all really doing right now? And Whitney sent me a message like, hey, Cam, like, I know you're out fishing right now with some of your teammates, but like, can you check out this email? Because they're talking crazy to me. So I hopped in and was like, hey, fellas, like relax here you know it's just an email and I mean they wrote paragraphs so I mean Whitney can you kind of like also to explain how you were feeling at that moment yeah I mean I think it's what I was saying before that sometimes people in positions of authority you see them as an idol or you see them as the guru and you've done everything right but for some reason they make you feel less than and often it's because hurt people hurt people and usually in the long run those people don't succeed it ends up being very short term and karma comes back around but in the moment it seems like you are you know, your career is over. It's, it is the ultimate form of rejection. And not that these people were necessarily at that level, but they were sort of uh, podcast gurus in the industry. And we had had a really good relationship. And I think that we had, I had brought up like, oh, they wanted to put like an advertisement to kick off, off the podcast. And I think I had just said, can we move it to a different place? And they started, I mean, it was like a, a string of, I would call them misogynistic emails because it, we were not, we, they, they got really angry. They got really dictatorial. Um, they said, and all we, and I was just coming back saying, well, can we just find a solution? It was almost like that behavior where it was just trying to be um, as authoritarian as possible to get me to shut up and comply. And it was, I, I was fighting for what was best for us um, and what was best for the podcast. So the response didn't make any sense, but it wasn't until, until Cam started writing back when he would reply, they'd write like really sweet, nice messages. It was clear they just, just thought they could treat me however they wanted and I think I think that I always say about Cam is like find people you would go to battle with and even in our worst times Cam has my back and we have found champions who are different from us but 
who um, can open doors that we can't. That's how I feel about us. And I think finding champions who are different from you is really important in your field. It doesn't always have to be people who are the same. Sometimes people who are different can help the most, but it's just having those partnerships where, um, you know, they're kind of the ride or die because we've been in enough situations where our eyes have just been wide open. And I think my lucky stars every day because I'm easily disposable to Cam, like there's other marketing people out there and he hasn't treated it that way. We both try to look at it like family. And I think when you have that relationship, you can go through the ups and downs together. And I think Cam being in his position didn't necessarily always get a chance to see firsthand sometimes how women are treated in the sports industry and how that, um, you know, sort of the Me Too stuff is, is still out there and um, just some of that treatment in general. And I think it wasn't until we started working together, he saw that it's still very real and very present and you have to constantly stand up, even sometimes that means sacrificing opportunities for you in order to create change. And we, we ended up finding new podcast partners and walked away. And I was grateful that Cam was willing to do that because I think it was eye-opening for both of us and it really showed how much he was going to stand up for me that's great and yeah thank you cam for just being a great ally for for women and um and of course you know people of color and jewish people like me and whitney over here and like we really do appreciate you because i know it's like you're saying on one of the most um one of your recent podcasts whitney like that's not as that's not extremely common and um, so we just like, we're thankful for you and, you know, we want there to be more people like you out there, more, um, more men like you out there in the field. And I, I do feel really lucky to, I'm like, you have to surround yourself with great people. You both are amazing people. And then, and you, you know, like you pick and choose, you know, who, who would go to battle for you. Like, okay, this is someone I would want close to me. Like, or you think you might think someone's your friend, but then, you know, they don't stand up for you. And it's just so important to have a really good support system. Yeah, absolutely. And just out of curiosity, because this is something else that I have talked to Cam a lot about in my business and then he's starting his, but I, when I was starting, you know, out my business, a lot of people would say and still say to this day, I want to take you to coffee and pick your brain. And I would say, well, I don't work for any organization, like everything I earn, I have to make on my own. So I would say coffee doesn't pay my rent and my brain is my job. But there would be oftentimes a lot of bullying, a lot of backlash, like I thought you were a nice girl, things that I don't think people would say to a man. So now that obviously you work for the Bucks and Tom Brady is there, I'm sure you get hit up all the time for tickets and different things. So how do you kind of stand up for yourself and be a gatekeeper to make sure that you're protecting your well-being and that, you know, people aren't taking advantage of you. Definitely. Yeah. And this is something I've been thinking about too. Cause I think like in the past week I got hit up like three, three or four times for, to do like different, um, to do different, um, like speaking opportunities and stuff. And like, now that it's the season, like I really have to pick and choose like you guys, of course, anytime you're like, I love talking. We're just, you know, just talking like, as friends, but like, you know, so like there are certain times where you have to learn to say like no and put up boundaries and, you know, especially that the season is starting, like you just can't, like, I want to be able to say like yes to everybody and help everyone out, but you just can't. And I think, um, just like putting up like your boundaries, knowing like, okay, is this, is this really going to be worth all the stress? Like it might seem like a simple thing for the other person, you know, like, speaking on a panel or doing something like, and if it's just going to be like too much for me, like I'm just learning more now to, you know, to say, to say no. And, you know, like maybe, you know, reconnect in the off season, like, Oh, I'll have more time 
you know, in a couple months or, you know, whatever. But you really just have to like protect your mental health and your mental well-being, especially this time, you know, more now than ever. Um, and I think, um, I think what you guys were saying earlier about like scheduling your meetings, like afternoon and, and things like that, I think is uh, really smart. And I've been working from home like a lot more now than ever. And like, I can go in the office, like I have the option to, but when I don't have to, I like to work from home because it's good for my mental health. I feel like I can get more done. And of course, you know, during training camp for practice, I had to, you know, go be, sometimes you have to be there, but for things I would just be sitting at my desk doing anyway, like why not just stay home and, you know, I just feel like for me, that's good for my mental health. For some of my coworkers, it's better for their mental health to go out and be in an office. Like that's how they feel. It's just everyone's different. And I like that, like in the morning, having my own time to, you know, like I'm a morning person anyway. So it's not like I'm sleeping in like until the afternoon, but so I want to get up and I want to make coffee and not have to rush and sit down and you know, do a few things that I want to do, you know, before starting my work. And I just, I just think it's so important to like have your own like personal boundaries for, you know, for work, for relationships, for like all parts of life. It's so important. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Joe, you're speaking facts there, right? In the words of Marshawn, protect your mental and protect your chicken, right? Uh, that's extremely important. And, and Jill, you know, what I see for you in about five years, you know, hopefully, you know, TED Talks on how you did X, Y, and Z, right? Um, you know, Whitney, I'm sure she's going to probably be there in a year or so, right? But um, really, I can see you getting to that point. And um, I don't know if it's now that things are starting to pick up, but with Whitney, she really taught me that whole boundary thing. Like, look, Cam, uh, I'm not going to be talking at this time. And I had to do it for myself, too. A lot of times people are saying, hey, Cam, come talk on my podcast. Can we talk about the season? Can we talk about this and that? I'm like, no, no, no. If we're not talking about social injustices, I don't want to be a part of it, right? So kind of like just setting your focus and making sure that it aligns with your brand. So, um, you know, a lot of times I'll shoot you that text like, yo, Jill, great job on that tweet. But remember, you know, show, show yourself some love on social media too because you are, you are awesome. And a lot of times, you know, that encouragement, I get that from Whitney, right? I get that, um, that push from Whitney um, when it comes to these certain things. So continue doing what you're doing because you're, you're, you're awesome. Yeah, and I think you already have it so much figured out, which, of course, because you're such a superstar is no surprise, um, and you've put those boundaries in place. But, yeah, people will do what you allow them to do. And I've found that the people who are meant to be in your life will meet your expectations, whether it's a paid speaking engagement or it's working around your schedule. They will make you feel completely comfortable and feel valued in the opportunity. The ones who feel like they're kind of draining you are the ones kind of not meant to be in your life and are just looking to take advantage. And I think it's okay to come up with some lines and say, you know, I only do two speaking engagements per quarter and I've met my quota this quarter so we'll try again in the fall or things like that to put up boundaries and that way you're sort of being polite but dismissive and I think it's just so important to wait for the opportunities that you're so excited about you're not even thinking about the cons and that's how you know what will be worth your time because I think you know obviously already things have gotten huge and you're only going to continue to get bigger and with all that's going on with the bucks and it's just most important you know we care so much about you that I know those things are coming for you and it's sort of no one really talks about it or gives advice and I still suffer with it because you want to make everyone happy and you want to cater to them but um, you know standing up for yourself is so so important because otherwise people will just take complete advantage and keep draining you and you're never going to sort of get what you deserve or that you feel like you need in return. 
Exactly. And um, Whitney, from making another reference to your book, um, you talk about energy vampires. Is that what you call yep. them? Yep. Just like avoiding, avoiding those people because they, they're all over the place and just like being able to spot those energy vampires and, you know, like give your energy where, um, where you're going to benefit from it too. And I think as far as like speaking opportunities and stuff, um, like when I had a few different like requests, I chose the ones like also like to the people like who meant the most to me, like, uh, like a good friend, um, asked me to do, um, something for Penn state, you know, where I went to school. So obviously like that's something I would like to do if it's kind of like someone I don't know. And I might have, that might be like a little lower on like the priority list. Like I want to make everyone happy, but sometimes you have to pick and choose. And I, I just think it's so important to, you know, to, you know, prioritize those things and like, oh, this is someone who would do anything for me. This is like an important person in my life. I, I would like to like do a favor for them. Like, and just kind of like picking and choosing that way too. I think it's good. Oh, absolutely. That way you are meeting your priorities. And for you and me and Cam, like the people in our lives are, are the most important thing. We would prioritize our loved ones above all else. You know, even work as much as we love our jobs, we're not confused. And so doing something for them is, is what feels like the right thing because we know they are true friends. But even in working with Cam, you know, especially when it would come to organizations that were doing amazing work or, um, you know, that were trying to raise money for great causes, they were still great causes. But there would also be other opportunities that were great causes where they find the funds to pay for cam and so it's like if someone really wants to do something they will come back and meet your expectations and it's just good to know what your expectations are when you know people start bombarding you from all directions totally yeah that totally makes sense and yeah i think um just being able to pick and choose because so many people um, will give the advice that like, oh, do as much as possible, get, you know, your name out there as much as possible, as many opportunities, don't say no to opportunities. I'm like, that is horrible advice. Like, <laughs> I mean, everyone has their own thing, but, but I think it's better advice. Like, you know, what, what you're saying, Whitney, to, you know, and, and Cam to just like have boundaries and do what's going to be best for you. And, help out the people who, you know, mean the most to you and, um, and, you know, be available for people, but not to the point where it's going to like affect your mental health. Yeah, absolutely. And I think coronavirus kind of wiped the slate clean in terms of activities. And now we're going to get a chance to rebuild it again. And this may not come around again. So how do you want to build your life? What do you want to say yes to? What do you want to say no to? Because when you start letting things back in, then they're, they're back in sort of for good. And at least for me personally, it was a great reset because I was doing things seven nights a week. And I, Cam and I both like being busy. But I think now there's been lots of silver linings where we're like, mm, maybe there's a better way of doing things to have a little bit more balance. And I think, you know, obviously you've been so generous with your time and we don't want to take up much more of it, but I guess what for you is like, you know, I, I hate the question, where do you see yourself in five years? But like, what do you want people to know about Jill? Like what dreams do you want to achieve both personally and professionally? Like what, you know, what, what are we, what should we be excited to get to follow um, about you in the coming years? Well, first and foremost, trying to get a Super Bowl ring over here. So <laughs> that it's on my vision board for <laughs> for this year. But um, 
Yeah, I think, I mean, I think anytime you work for a team, that's, that's got to be a big goal. But um, even though that's not something I can control personally, that would be nice. And then I think just like continuing to build my personal brand too. And then, um, you know, networking, being able, I mean, I love, I love where I am. I love Tampa, love the Buccaneers. So, you know, not thinking um, like too much past that right now, but I mean, I love um, what I like real, my like passion really is being able to share the stories of other people and like an athletes in this, in this case. Um, So, I mean, like working with Cam and, you know, and hard work media is, is a huge thing. And just like, um, Cam is really good at, you know, um, connecting people for networking opportunities, business opportunities. And, um, I think, you know, being, he's introduced me to some great people and just being able to, um, like build my own brand that way as well. And then, um, yeah, I mean, I just, you know, love sharing, um, stories, especially athlete stories, because it's, everything is just focused on what they do on the field. And I'm like, okay, these are people too. Like we need to share their stories and, you know, like what Cam was saying, like focusing on the social injustices happening right now. Um, You know, like getting those messages out there, like really just the important things beyond the actual game, because while like football is fun, like there's so much more and we have like such a great platform, like, you know, players, like, from, you know, with the team accounts, like, to be able to, um, like, you know, make some real change, and so I, th- I think just, you know, anything with wherever my career leads me with being able to do that, I think is, is going to be a win for me. And how can people follow you? So, my Twitter is underscore Jill Beckman, so you can follow me there, and yeah, that's, that's pretty much. And then of course, follow the Bucks accounts. And, you know, it's pretty much, you know, 99% of the time, it's me posting. So that's how you'll be able to see what I'm up to. And, um, you know, the work I'm doing throughout the season. So yeah. Yeah. And Jill, um, you know, as a sign off, right? Piece of advice for a young Jill Beckman coming up? What, what, what would that be? That's a good question. Um, I think just just like trusting and having faith that things are going to work out um, because, you know, in college I was a journalism major and didn't um, really know where I was. I didn't like plan on working for a team after college. I was, um, my plan was to work for a newspaper. And then I found this passion like later in college, I really want to work for a team and just being able to like have faith that things are going to work out the way they're supposed to, even if it's not in the original plan. I think that would that would be the best advice. That's amazing advice, and I think something that people need to remember, but also you don't give yourself enough credit that you are a superstar, and also you made these opportunities happen. They don't just fall in your, your lap, so kudos to you for knowing you. yourself, knowing what your dreams are, and going after them, and basically living the dream at, at such a young age. You know, you're an inspiration to so many, and I think it's cool that you weren't even planning on doing this and you still made it happen. You know, you kind of show that it's never too late. You can change your mind and, and still bring that dream to life. Exactly. Thank you. I appreciate it. Jill, you are the first you. You are. And Love we're, it. 
<laughs> we're so lucky to know Jill Beckman. Well, we can't wait to all be able to hang in person and, um, you know, we'll continue watching you on um, SportsCenter and the nightly news. Um, uh, we feel so lucky to have this personal interaction since I know, you know, obviously you're now, um, you know, on, on the U.S. news and <laughs> watching you. So we feel lucky to have this hour. So, you know, we, we wish you such luck this season and can't wait to follow along. We know it will be great because you are a rock star and we are always here to support you and, and cheer you on. Oh, thank you guys so much. Like I said, two of the best people I know. So thank you guys. That is thank you, really of course. Awesome. We'll talk soon. And when you get your Super Bowl ring, you'll have to come back. Oh, yeah, for sure. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye.